Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, welcome back to your play Tucker. I am your host, Charmer, and um, again, it's it's been a week, but we're back. As we're back, and again, I've always stayed before. It's it's work. The thing is, I it's it's hard to when you work about it. When you work an eight and a half hour day, let's say you come home, you come home, and you don't want to do nothing, right? I mean, we, we we've all been to that, right? If you if you have a you have a job, you know, you go to work, you bust your butt off. When you come home, it's like, man, I don't feel like doing nothing. I burned all my energy up at work, working my butt off, and then you coming home. So there's a lot of times that you don't feel like doing something. I guess that's why they invented the uh, they invented the microwave right years ago. So for those who do, for those who work, you can just throw something in the microwave. Well, then again, that's why television was invented so you can order, so you can order yourself a pizza or something, something along those lines, right? But Again, I do apologize. It does take me, and there's there are some situations where I can do an episode, maybe a day, maybe like maybe you know back to back days. There have been times when I've done that, but again, we have to kind of stretch it out. We're stretching out to at least a week. I want to do one, you know, try to do one at least once a week. Um, again, I have been able to do episodes, you know, maybe like two or three episodes in a day, which hopefully. Today I will try to get another episode in at some point for uh, the mid for before midnight. Hopefully I'll get around that. We've got some things to discuss, some things we'll catch up on. At least an episode. This episode we'll talk about. Well, if you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm sure the the good news, the good news has been going around. Last week you kind of beat up on the Philadelphia Eagles, and we'll talk about if the, could the Cowboys actually be the best team in the NFC, and could this be their chance to finally. Finally, reach, finally reach a Super Bowl. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about a couple of teams that were in last year's Super Bowls. Super Bowl, the Chiefs and the Eagles. We'll talk about them. We'll talk about could they be on the downside, or could they, would they? Will these teams? These teams will certainly make the playoffs. But do they have a chance once the playoffs go around the corner? Do they have a chance to at least reach conference conference championship game or get back to the Super Bowl? We'll uh, we'll dis- we'll uh, certainly discuss that. And we'll discuss a, a sighting of sorts, ladies and gentlemen, for, especially for the New York Jets fans. They know what I'm talking about, the particular pair that I'm talking about. We will um, we'll talk about him. And sort of he, this young man's gone through a lot here in the last, certainly this, yeah, the last few weeks and certainly all season. But again, there seemed to be a, a sighting. Matter of fact, it was a, a New York Jets sighting as far as your offense. We'll talk about that. And could that be, hopefully, you know, better things, you know, better things to come. For them, we'll talk. We'll talk about that in this episode. For those joining for the very first time, I want to say thank you for doing so. And please invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, your fellow co-workers, whomever you need to invite. Please invite them on in. As I've always said before, and I'll continue to say again, we're all family and friends here. We talk nothing but football. It's just one man's opinion on the world of football. And again, I've said before, I'm sure there's a billion podcasts out there. A billion talk shows, sports talk shows, of you know everybody's got their opinion on, on everything. And for those who know from day one, thank you for doing so. Invite your family, your friends, your loved ones, your neighbors, and your fellow coworkers. Please invite them, invite them to come on in. Um, certainly, if you got an opinion or you know or questions you want to ask me, hit me up on Facebook and Spotify. Two spots you can reach me on, and I will answer any questions. Any question you got for me, whatsoever, whatsoever, doesn't matter, doesn't matter what it is. Please, by all means, 
I'll answer any question. Like I said, repeat, you know, I'm interested to see what you guys say, who you think will reach the Super Bowl, who's going to MVP this year. Something something along those lines. I mean, yeah, just you know, give me an opinion or give me a question you need to answer answer for you. I'll do the best I can to answer that question. And I'll take our time for any episode to answer your questions, or if not, I'll spend the entire episode of answering of answering nothing but your questions. Uh but once again, I want to thank people who do follow me on Facebook, whether you're a um, small-time business owner, a restaurant, a musician, band. Um, I feel like I said, I've had like a law firm that went, that, that does follow me. And I greatly appreciate those who uh, do follow me. And for those who, who are starting to follow me, or you know, new viewers that follow me, thank you for doing so. Again, I am, ha- I am thankful that we get a, I get a chance to at least to these for many outlets, whether you're Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, whichever it is, thank you for at least giving me a chance, the opportunity to to put one man's opinion out on what I like to talk about, football. Um, I think we've covered everything we can cover as as far as as far as I uh, can see. Let's jump into what we're talking about here, football, right? And let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know there's there's a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans out there, and then there's the Dallas Cowboy haters. Trust me, I've been on both ends of the sticks. I've got family members that are Dallas Cowboy fans. I've had people that I've worked with in 33 years that are Dallas Cowboy fans. Then again, I've had people that just detest the Cowboys. They can't stand them. They can't stand the, the gimmick America's team. That's what they, they were... Um, pounced on many, many years ago because I think Dallas Cowboys were on TV an awful lot. And that's why they got that's why they got the America's team. They were on the top for the most like, you know, teams. Many I guess back I guess it was back in the seventies is when they were back in the seventies when they became America's team. Because everybody liked Roger Stallback, Roger Dodger. Tom Landry was a you know, Tom Landry was a you know great assistant coach in this day and time with the Colts. And now, of course, what he was it? What was it? The Giants and the Colts, and then he went to the Cowboys and head football coach of the Cowboys, made himself quite a name for himself. But who can't forget that Dallas Cowboy with the Tom Landry and that and that hat? If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, and you're old. If you're old as I am, you certainly certainly know what I'm talking about. But the question gets posed: Is is could this could could Dallas be the best team in the NFC right now? And can this team really have a chance to be to finally get in the Super Bowl? Well, as far as being the best team in the NFC, to me that still kind of goes to the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers have beaten both the Cowboys and the Eagles. So technically they are considered, in my opinion, the number one team in the NFC. Dallas might have made a case to be the number two team in the uh, NFC when they beat up on the Eagles. Now, we'll talk, we'll talk about the Eagles a, l- a little bit later. But for the Cowboys, the Cowboys are certainly, they're clicking on all cylinders. Dak Prescott is having an MVP year. So much so that I think Vegas have, has put Dak with the top three, possibly in MVP voting. Um, I think Brock Purdy's gotten some uh, people thinking Brock Purdy's maybe the possible MVP candidate. Dak, um, Tyreek Hill. Can't forget Tyreek Hill is on the pace to try to do 2,000 yards this season. Yeah, so if you have to go through, there might be maybe your top three. There could be a few others you might want to throw in there. 
put him in there as well. But again, Dak has been a bit. Dak has certainly done a 360. Dak is not making the mistakes they did last year. Um, not as many turnovers as he was last year. The offensive line, I think, has been pretty healthy on a whole this year. They haven't heard too many injuries, which also helps. Now, again, the running game has been questionable at times this year. Now, I think Pollard the last couple of games has picked up the pace. It's picked up the pace a little bit. And CeeDee Lamb has finally, the last couple of years, he's proven he can be a legitimate number one receiver in this league. He has proved that. Brandon Cooks, who they got from the Houston Texans in the offseason trade, he has kind of picked up his game a little bit. Michael Gallup here has contributed a little bit. Um, Jake Ferguson's done an outstanding job as a tight end, replacing Dalton Schultz. He's done a fine job for doing that. The offense was clicking on the scores. And well, the defense, the defense was all the way there. The defense was ranked, what, top, what, three last year defensively. This year, same situation, top three. And yes, they've had suffered, they have, they've had some injuries on that side of the ball, but it's still a pretty top-notch defense. And again, they played, it gave the Philadelphia Eagles, gave up only 13 points to the Philadelphia Eagles, which has seen a lot, a lot for the defense, because certainly with how as the Eagles are a pretty high potent offense. Jalen Hurts is, A.G. Brown, Devontae Smith of the Worlds, it's a, still a pretty good offensive you know, football team, and holding the 13 points is good. Now, again, they give, they give a lot of points to the 49ers, but here lately, it seems like the 49ers have been scoring on anybody at any given time. But, and again, the people who want to see Mike McCartney fired, I know, the last two years, Mike has, has finally implemented his West Coast system in place and is doing very well. So Mike should get some credit for, for turning this offense around. Yes, and then Brian Schottenheimer's there, but Mike McCartney is the one that is, he is the one that calls the plays. And certainly Mike gets credit now. You know, some can make an argument that maybe Mike could be in the running for coach of the year this year. It's hard to it's hard to argue that debate. But still, I like, still I have to give my vote to a guy like Demarco Ryan. So remember, I thought the Texans would do much of anything this year. I have to give him some, maybe some votes. But Mike, but McCartney, whose job has been, like I said, the last couple of years, he has finally got the Cowboys to where they should be. And again, double digit again, playoff again. They'll make the playoffs. Whether they, they have a chance to be number one seed remains to be seen. Again, there's a possibility the Cowboys if they do if they can win the division. Now I think the Eagles I think if there's like a tie in the division, I think the Eagles get the edge. But there's a possibility Dallas could receive a home game. But again, the biggest question for Dallas is okay, they, they do this all during the regular season, it's all fine and really good. But can they do it in the playoffs? And that's the big question mark. Now yes, they did win a playoff game last year. Let's, let's, let's acknowledge that. But this is a team that's been built the last few years to be a Super Bowl contender or get at least the NFC Championship game. Again, the million dollar question is going to be once again, what if they don't win a playoff game? What if they can't reach the NFC Championship game and reach is Mike's, is Mike's job in jeopardy? For right now, the answer to that question is I'm, I'm going to say no for right now. Can all change within the next, you know, several weeks. But Mike, again, Mike has done a good job this year. He's got the team back to, he's got the Cowboys as a juggernaut. Offensively, the Cowboys have been scoring. Last year, the defense pretty much carried the offense. But this year, it's been a, a little bit, a, a little bit more balanced than it was last year. 
again, the Cowboys, yes, they've had, they've had some issues on the defensive side of the ball, and they have given up some points, a few more points, I think, than they did last year. And yes, injuries have. Tavon Diggs, one of the best cornerbacks in the league, he got hurt. Van Der Esch, he got hurt, but of course, his career could grow to be over with. You know, again, there, there, there are injuries. There are injuries to this side on the side of the ball. But again, the defense continues to continues to play well. Now, Stephon Gilmore, we have not talked about, we talked about Randy Cooks a little bit, but we haven't talked about Stephon Gilmore. And Gilmore was going to be the guy to be opposite of Tavon Diggs. And Gilmore, and there's other guys that have stepped up their game. What is it? Bland. Uh, he's picked up, what, five or six balls this year? His game has picked up. And there's guys that have stepped in and have done a pretty good job for the Cowboys. Now, the special teams. The special teams is, is, is better this year. They've actually got a pretty decent kicker this year, right? I mean, here's a guy that last week kicked, what, a 60-yarder, a 59-yard field goal? That's something that the Cowboys didn't have, didn't have last year or the last couple of years. They have not had a solid kicker. And the kicking game has stepped up. I know I'll watch the other man's name and I'll apologize, but Brandon, I can't pronounce, I know I can't pronounce it, I can't pronounce it, I, mean, I don't want to botch it, but it's, I know it's A, it's A-U-D, like R-E-Y or something, however you, however you pronounce it. The young man is coming in as an outstanding job, and I think he can, he kind of struggled a little bit, struggled a little bit in preseason, but Mike McCartney held on to him, and he has certainly rewarded, he has certainly been a great asset to the Cowboys this year. And again, we said this again, that is something that they, they have not had the last couple of years. They've had kicking issues. Well, this year, there's no kicking issues to speak of. And to me, that could be that could be something that could make could maybe take the Cowboys over the top. Maybe it's not the defense. Maybe it's not the offense. Maybe it's the special teams. You know, and again, if you need a guy to kick a 60-yard field goal, you put it in the young rookie's hands. Because obviously, you know, obviously, he has he has done the job this year, and again, it could get down to that. You never know. And again, that could be a benefit to the Cowboys. These special teams this year. What words? You know, it's always good to have that that kicker. I know kickers a lot of times are kind of frowned upon, or you look in the opposite direction. But sometimes you need that kicker. You need that kicker that you can rely on. I mean, for many years, Ravens relied on one Justin Tucker. And Tucker is one of the better kickers in the history of this game. Again, it's always good to have that. Good to have that, you know, that type of, you know, a kicker that you can rely on. And again, that's something the Cowboys have missed. That's a factor that has not been, that I think gets kind of overlooked. I mean, I don't know, like I said, I don't get a chance to catch up and watch too many sports talk shows or other podcasts or, you know, all that other stuff. I don't get a chance to do that, but sometimes you have to wonder if that doesn't if, if somebody has not brought that up about the Cowboys as the special teams. I think that's going to be a fact. Yes, the offense is playing better this year. Yes. Dak is playing better. Yes. But again, I think that is something, again, that gets overlooked is special teams. And I think that's been a big I think that's been a big key for the Cowboys is special teams. And that's something they have not had in the last couple of years now. Whether it gets them an extra playoff win, does it get an NFC championship game, can't get a Super Bowl. Again, it's a team effort, right? And Dallas, Dallas does have a chance to make some noise, yes. But again, 
This is all speculation. Can they do it in the playoffs? It's fine. You can go out there. You can win. You can have a 13-4 record or, you know, whatever, you know, and and have a great year. But when you get to the playoffs, let's say you get bounced in the first round, you know, what does that do? What does that mean? It means nothing. It's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like in a way if you play, and of course, for those fantasy football fans out there, you can sit back and be, you play a 14-game schedule, most people do in fantasy football. Let's say you go 12-2. and two. Well, let's say you walk in the first round of playoffs and your opponent just blows you out the water. Well, this is kind of a situation, again, and again, same situation. You win all these regular season games, or you get to the playoffs, and you get bounced in the first round, it's going to mean nothing. And for the Dallas Cowboys to make some noise, they've got to at least reach the NFC Championship game to make some kind of noise. Or even get to the Super Bowl. And again, you know, Jerry Jones, let's be honest with you, Jerry's not getting is not getting any younger. And Jerry and Jerry is certainly leaving his team to his to his son and to the rest you know, the rest of the family. Certainly most members of his family. But Stephen Jones is gonna take over eventually one day. You don't know when that day will come, but he'll take over one day. And for Jerry, I'm sure Jerry wants to have that one more Lombardi. He wants one more Lombardi. I mean there's times that Jerry has been People have been critical of Jerry because I guess Jerry's more of a showman, and I think he's more, he more he's more about the showman side of football than he is worried about the football team itself. And there is some truth to that. There is truth to that. But now I think Jerry has to realize that he's got the opportunity in his hands to to actually go get a Super Bowl. Now I know it's I know for Dallas for Dallas fans you kind of cringe. We say Dallas in the Super Bowl because we've heard this speech for the last few years now, and they have not done it. Is this team? Is this team capable? This team is this team capable of making that run? It has the capability of making that run. Certainly, can it do it? Would be the question mark. And again, for Dallas Cowboy fans, I mean, everything is going good. But again, if you're a Cowboy hater like Stephen A. Smith. Can they do it in the playoffs? And that's going to be the big reason. And for Dallas to make some kind of noise, they've got to reach the NFC Championship game. Or if they can reach the Super Bowl, heck, if they reach the Super Bowl and lose, at least they've done something. At least they've given the fans something to, you know. Again, that. Now, a question of it won't be much longer when Dak's contract will come up. And again, you can start looking ahead. Well, do you bring Dak back? Dak has done well in Mike McCartney's West Coast system. Tony Pollard. Now, Tony Pollard, I believe, is a free agent out of the season. Do you bring Pollard back, or do you go draft the running back? Again, I don't know if you, again, a lot of people don't want to pay money for a running back, but you can go to the draft and get a running back and probably get a cheaper running back, right? I mean, I'm guessing the Cowboys can go that direction. C.D. Lamb, the last two years, has proved to be a pretty solid receiver. He's going to want money. How much money can you pay him? And again, there's going to be some players on defense that are going to want some money as well. So again, the Cowboys certainly going to have some questions to answer in all season. But if you can bring, if you can get Dak, and of course Dak's going to want big money. Now, whether Dak gets Justin Herbert or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes type money, that remains to be seen. I don't think Dak is in that level. But then again, 
What if you're a Dak Walt? Are you going to have, is Cooper Rush going to be quarterback next season? Or do you turn over to the first string quarterback, Trey Lance? And again, a lot of people have forgotten Trey Lance is actually on the Cowboys team. He's a first string quarterback. But do you or do you have that much confidence that if you let Dak go, could Trey Lance be a quarterback of the future? Again, you know, I'll put it out there. But for right now, Dallas Cowboys fans are talking about right here and right now. They're not worried about next season, 2025, or, or, or beyond. What is that, what is that catchphrase uh, from uh, Buzz Lightyear to infinity and beyond? And the Cowboys are not worried about beyond. They're worried about right here and right now. Do they, do they have what it takes? Yes, the Cowboys have what it takes to, to make a run at the NFC Championship. But the biggest thing in the world is can they get past the San Francisco 49ers? That's going to be the big, the big question though. Now, to me, the top dogs are the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. They're still the top three teams in that division. The Detroit Lions, they've, they've been taking a beating here the last couple of weeks, and you have to wonder, Detroit's still a tough team to beat, but their stock has kind of, has kind of dropped a little bit. And it's dropped. To me, it's hard to take anybody in the NFC South. You know, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Seattle's still in the playoff run. Can you, yeah, but can you trust Seattle? Can you trust Seattle? And to me right now, unless, you know, unless somebody catches fire, it's still going to be the 49ers or the Eagles or the Cowboys. One of those three teams is going to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Now, maybe the AFC, you might get a different answer, but in the NFC, there's, those, are, those are the three teams. One of those three teams, I got a feeling is going to reach the Super Bowl. Now, you know, unless Detroit can find their way back, you know, way back around, you know, that's going to be a thing. Their defense has kind of dropped a little bit. Can he, can he refine? Yeah. Can Jared Goff? He's had some ups and downs, but can he stay consistent? Running game is good, but again, can Jared Goff stay consistent? Can the defense, you know, you know be, can the defense you know, rebound? They had some stretches this year where they played well, but here lately, they have not played. They have not played well at all. And again, you can't take. I mean, Green Bay. Green Bay had a chance. They kind of slipped up a little bit. Seattle, the Rams. Even I mean, the Rams. It's hard. You can't count the Rams out just yet. But again, go back to the point. Three teams. It's those three teams. If you start making, if you start making comparison, who you trust? Brock Purdy, Hurts, Dak Prescott. Right now, the way Dak has played this year. It's it's pretty it's pretty much even across the boards. Now with the running game, 49ers, you got Christian McCaffrey. Let's talk about the receivers. You can make an argument that the 49ers and, and maybe the Eagles could run neck and neck. You can make an argument if you want to for that. I'd still might give the Eagles the tiniest of edge, not by much. You start looking at tight ends, I still got to go with veteran George Kittle. I do like Ferguson. Goddard just got back from a broken forearm. Offensive line, the Eagles. The Eagles, too, you still have the best offensive line. Now, defense becomes an interesting case. It's either the 49ers or the Cowboys. And both of them have been kind of running neck and neck the last couple of years. Special teams, as funny as it sounds, and I, I, know, and I know it's kind of, and it's kind of laughable, I got to give the Cowboys the edge on special teams. I do like Jake, I do like Jake Elliott, but right now, my guy can kick a 69 yard field goal. Yeah, I kind of kind of takes over the top of me, Jake. I think he's kicked, I think he caught he's kicked some 50 yards this year as well. But 
That might be a Cowboys match. And you start looking at teams that are more balanced, well, it comes down to maybe the 49ers and the Cowboys. Could you see a 49er Cowboy in a state champion? Yes, I can see that. But the question mark is, can the Cowboys beat, you know, beat them? Again, to me, the thing is, if you're the Cowboys, if you stop, if you stop, let's say if you can somehow stop Christian McCaffrey, can you stop Brian Brandon Ayuk? Can you stop, you know, can you stop, you know, Debo, Debo Samuel? Can you stop George Kittle? For the Cowboys, you can stop Tony Pollard, and you can put the pressure. You can still put pressure on Dak. And Dak, to me, can still make that mistake. So to me, for right now, the 49ers are still part of the team B. But the Cowboys are making a strong argument to be the strong argument to be the best team, one of the best teams in the NFC. And it's showing probably the second best team right now. I gotta put the Cowboys where they're playing just over the Eagles. But I don't I don't count the Eagles out. No, certainly not at all. I don't count them at all whatsoever. But for the Cowboys, things are all looking up right now. But it gets to be interesting is when you get to the playoffs, and that's what you're going to count. If you get to the playoffs, can you continue to have that success? Can you, can you ride that momentum? And we all know in life, momentum is an individual, team sports, momentum, yeah. Momentum has a hazard. You know, momentum can carry you a long ways. If you're the Cowboys and to keep the momentum, who knows? Maybe get some Lamar Trophy. And again, I'm sure that's what Jerry Jones wants that. One more Lombardi. But again, San Francisco 49ers. And I'll still give the Philadelphia's a shot. But those are the two teams I believe are still standing in the Cowboys' way. And can they can they do it? We'll find out. But for the Cowboys, yes, they're gonna mix up. But let's be honest with you. It's not gonna matter until you reach the NFC Championship game or reach the Super Bowl. Then it doesn't matter. And if you win a Super Bowl, oh my gosh. Yeah, oh my gosh. The Dallas Cowboy fans will go will go ape. And then you get those Dallas Cowboy haters. Well, <laughs> they'll be banging their heads against the wall because they have to listen to a whole offseason of how good the Cowboys really are. And the Cowboys are a good football team. Mike McCartney has done a pretty good job. Let's let's not let's let's give him the double where it's due. He's done good. Yeah has turned it around. But, to me, the 49ers are still the best team in the NFC. Cowboys have made an argument to make themselves the second best team in that division. But for Dallas fans, it's going good right now, but we all know the playoffs. As Jim, as Jim Moore once said, playoffs? Yes, Cowboys will make the playoffs, certainly. They might have shot over in their division. But, Playoffs. That's what's going. That's going to be a telling sign for the Dallas Cowboys this year. The offense is better. Yes. Defense. Fine. But they have one thing they haven't had in the previous previous few years. It's a special teams. They've got that. That could be a factor for the Cowboys. Not the offense. Not Dak Prescott. Not the defense. But it could be the special teams. Watch what I tell you. Could be a difference for the Dallas Cowboys. But again, you got to win in the playoffs. Now let's stay in the division, shall we speak. Let's talk about this Philadelphia Eagles for a minute. 
Now, Philadelphia Eagles did take a beating. Have taken the beating of here recently. They lost to the they lost to the 49ers not long ago, and the Terminator lost to the Cowboys, who may be the two best teams in the NFC right now. But and Coach Nick Cerrone has come out, and I believe I had I had read the full article, but I think he's kind of upset that the team has kind of been in this tailspin. And late in, if, usually if you're in, if you're a football team, you'll be in a tailspin at least maybe early in the season, maybe maybe mid-season, but you don't want to be in tailspin towards the end of the season. Now, granted, the Eagles are probably still in the playoffs. That's kind of a foregone conclusion. But you don't want to take a tailspin this late in the season where you might run Watson's in playoffs and could lose. Now, now you look okay, you look back and say, well, what is wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, the biggest thing with the Eagles is, to me, in my opinion, it's defense. That's the biggest thing with the Eagles this year. Now, I mean, Jalen has played well. Jalen Hurts has played well. He's been dinged up a little bit this year, yes. But Jalen still continues to play good football. Now, the offensive line still plays well. The running game, they brought in DeAndre Swift to add a little juice to the running game. Now, DeAndre has played well at times this year. Now, lately, lately he's kind of he's kind of uh, dipped back. The running game has kind of it's kind of take a tailspin and kind of, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of dropped off a little bit. And one of the biggest things with the Philadelphia Eagles for the last few years has been a running game. The running game has been a big part of the Philadelphia offense. Now, you start at A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Now, now Dallas Goddard returns, returns. So you've got that number one tight end back in Dallas Goddard. But again, if you think about it, the offense hasn't suffered as much there's been times this year, maybe it's kind of, it's kind of been, you know, it's has ups and has and downs, but it hasn't been that bad. The defense has been the biggest picture. Now, the front, the front, I mean, the front four, I mean, the front four, so the defense, the defensive line for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles continues to be solid, solid, but it's the linebacking core. It's the secondary. It's the back end that has been the disappointment for the Philadelphia, for the Philadelphia Eagles. And you think about it, last year, when he got to the Super Bowl, the secondary was the strongest they had been in many years. But their secondary is not as strong. They lost. They lost a few guys in secondary to free agency. Now they didn't. They were able to bring back Darius Slay. Now give them that. They were able to bring him back. But they lost people in secondary. The linebacking core. The linebacking core was kind of average last year at best, and this year it's kind of it's gotten it's gotten a little bit worse. But see, it's like like I said before, it's it's the linebacking, the back end has been a big problem for the Eagles this year. And to me, that's the difference from the Eagles this year to last year is that slot. It's not the offense. It's not you know. It's not the defensive line. It's that's it's it's a linebacking. The secondary core has been the issue. Now, you know, special teams is 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 okay. But again, that's where the biggest problem the Eagles has has been defense. Again, now to me, they can they can still run a football. I mean, DeAndre Swift can get can, can get hot at any moment. He has proved that over his career with Detroit. Granted, injuries have been his problem, but the guy can get hot. We all know they can get hot at any moment. And again, we've seen in the past where the it doesn't matter who takes over Philadelphia Eagles' number one running spot. It can you know it still goes well. 
Miles Sanders last year had, what, 1,200 yards for him last year. I mean, again, of course, Simon Sanders is now off in Carolina, but Swift can do it. Kenneth Gainwell had, you know, had, had, has, been, has been a solid, solid addition to the team since they drafted him. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Boston Scott take off and play well for the Eagles. I mean, to be honest with you, I think I, I can have one of my five dogs run behind that offensive line, and he and they could be productive. It's like they have, they can put anybody in that situation for the Eagles and be productive. Now, of course, we've talked, of course, there was rumors in the offseason that a guy like Austin Eckler was going to, yeah, could have gone to the Eagles. Now, can you imagine Austin Eckler went to Philadelphia behind that offensive line and have, yeah, and have, you know, A.J. Brown. Now, he has Keenan Allen, but you have A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard, and a host of others. My gosh, Austin would have been a, a beast if they, would, if they could have pulled that off. Hey, there was talk one time about bringing Derrick Henry. Well, now, Derrick Henry's not the juggernaut that Austin Eckler is, or even DeAndre Swift. But can you imagine if you can imagine if you put Derrick Henry behind that offensive line? Derrick would have been a thousand, at 29 years old, going on 30. He still would have been a thousand yard rusher behind that. But again, it gets, it gets interesting. Now, of course, there were rumors that before the, the Atlanta Falcons got, got him, yeah, Biagi Robinson, there was rumors that the Eagles would have been interested in him. Now, can you imagine Robinson having on that team on the Eagles? My gosh. He probably, his number might be even better than they were on the Atlanta. And that's a scary thought. But you have to wonder now, deep down inside, the running game, well, it doesn't really matter. The running game is still, it's still fine. Because, like I said, it doesn't matter who they put out there. They still find a way to run the ball. You still got A.J. Brown. You still got Devontae Smith. Now, Dallas Goddard being back helps the passing game up a little bit more. Again, the biggest problem is a lot of people are keen on uh, A lot of people gear on A.J. Brown. Devontae Smith. But you need an extra weapon. Now that Dallas Goddard back could certainly help them moving forward and certainly going to the playoffs. It would help them. That would help them out. So getting an extra weapon from Dallas Goddard back certainly can boost the offense up. And the running game, get the running game back on back on course. You can do that. Goddard back, running main, you get the running game back up to speed. Philadelphia's fine could find an offense. But the problem is it's the defense. Again, it's a linebacker or the secondary. It's not gonna get any better. And for me, that's gonna be the difference. Because again, to me, that's where the 49ers are better. Now, the Cowboys have had some linebacking issues, but the secondary is, is better than Philadelphia's. And that's kind of what takes them down. That's kind of taking down these two, that number th- number three slot. Now, you can talk about Detroit. Now, to be honest with you, I know this is laughable, but I think even Detroit could give Philadelphia a little bit of fits. I mean, you've got a solid running game in Gibbs, in Gibbs and Montgomery, solid running game. You do have yeah, you do have you do have you have you do have Almighty St. Brown, one of the better one of the better receivers in this game. Yeah. Who could give who give your secondary fits. Yeah. Uh Laporto's done a very yeah, Laporto's done a great job as a young rookie tight end for them. He's he's gonna give their team their team fits. Now, granted, I might I'm not keen on Detroit's defense run against Philadelphia's offense. I'm not really great about that. But Detroit could give Philadelphia, I think, fits under the right circumstances. 
Now, to me, I don't think Atlanta can hang with Philadelphia. I don't really think the Saints can hang with them. Tampa Bay can make the playoffs. Now, Tampa Bay would be an interesting. Could could be could get a little interesting because you have Mike Evans, you do have Chris Godwin. Yeah, so I mean that could give Philadelphia's secondary a little bit of fits if Baker Mayfield. Yeah, and you got you got a guy you got Richard White can catch pass out of the backfield as long as Chase Evans. I mean, as crazy as Sam Tampa Bay might give Philadelphia some fits. So the biggest thing with Philadelphia is. I'm not worried about the offense in general. The offense is fine. It's, again, this linebacking core. It's the back end, the linebacking and the core in the secondary is Philadelphia's biggest problem. And that's what takes them different. Now, you look at Seattle. You know, and again, again, Philadelphia's playing Seattle. This gets interesting. Now, Geno has had his ups and downs this year. But you got a decent running game. Kenny Walker, Sharp, you know, Zach Charbonnet. But then again, you got to realize you got DK Metcalf. Evan Lockett, I mean, excuse me, Tyler Lockett, my apologies, Tyler Lockett, you still have a pretty good receiving core. You got at least three, you got like three different tight ends, three, four different tight ends and catch pass out of the backfield. The offensive line, it's had its moments where it hasn't been bad for Seattle this year, and it's gotten better the last couple of years. And again, Seattle's defense at times has played fairly well this year. Now, again, I think, but again, what I'm saying is this, you got a receiving core from Seattle that could give their, you know, some trouble. Now, I, to me, they can beat the Saints. They can beat Atlanta. Yeah. But there's, there's teams that some teams could surprise you. Tampa Bay could surprise them. I personally think, yeah, Atlanta, like I said, Tampa Bay could surprise you. I think Seattle could be could surprise them in Philadelphia. Now, let's say for the sake of what the Rams. Now, the Rams could get killed. Could be an interesting matchup. Cooper's back. I mean, they're receiving core. They've got a pretty good. Yeah, they've got one good running back. Williams has really been a beast this year for them. Now, to me, I'm not completely sold on the Rams' defense in general. But the Rams have enough firepower to give Philadelphia, I think, some fits if they would make the playoffs. But for Philadelphia, the bottom line is it's simply that. That's what it is. It is the defense. The defense. At least linebacking for the secondary is the biggest problem. That's what separates Philadelphia from this year from last year. And that's the biggest difference right there from Philadelphia right now. And to me, I don't know if Philadelphia can correct that from here going to the playoffs. Now, to me, Philadelphia, I think, can win a first-round game. But I'm interested to see if they have come back around and faced San Francisco or faced Dallas again. Can they correct all their problems? That's gonna be that's gonna be a, that's gonna be an answer that has that's gonna be a question that has to be answered for Philadelphia. But that is what makes Philadelphia so much different this year than last year. If they can correct that, and to be honest with you, I'm not really 100 percent sure that Philadelphia can actually correct that situation. And then for Philadelphia fans, you go from the Super Bowl last year, you'll get back in the playoffs, maybe win a playoff game, but I'm not sure that you can reach. I don't. I just got this feeling that you're not gonna reach an NFC Championship game. And I think for Philadelphia, that's going to be certainly be a game where the hopes were high. Now, Philadelphia can still win, the, win their division. They can still do that. But I think long term, I just don't know if Philadelphia's got the juice to hit the NFC, to at least get to the NFC Championship game this year. And I think that, my friends, is worth, again, linebacking core secondary is the biggest thing for Philadelphia. And that's the difference from this year 
to last year. Now, since we're on the subject of Super Bowl, let's talk about the Philadelphia Eagles' opponent last year, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it appears the Kansas City Chiefs appear to be in some trouble. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're losing, they've been losing uh, some games that probably shouldn't be losing, but again, a couple of weeks ago, they played the Green Bay Packers, Green Bay beat them. Last week, they lost again last week. They lost a close game to Buffalo Bills, and of course we've got the we got the um, the controversial all size pin penalty on Tony, and of course they got so frustrated that Patrick Mahomes had said some stuff to John Allen since he's apologized, and, and I think Andy Reid, of course Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes have come to Tony's Kaleos Tony's and his, you know aid, and again both guys are saying well no the uh, the official the officials should have known. Should have told, you know, should have told, you know, Tony beforehand that he was offside or, or something along those lines. Now, as far as that goes, as far as that part goes, to me, you would think, I mean, there could be some rules in the NFL that I get that a lot of players don't maybe necessarily understand or some some probably, you know, don't, or probably don't be the full playbook. Now, again, this is something that to me that that's not the official's fault for sitting back and saying, hey, you need to do this. This is something I think where maybe somebody in the offensive line, maybe Mahomes, or somebody in the coaching staff should have caught that and said, hey, hey, man, you're like, you got your foot. Yeah, yeah. Now, to me, Travis Kelsey, he pulled that he pulled that play out, and if she had went on to win that game, it would have been talked about for many, many years to come. But it went on to not because of the offensive. Now, because of all the offsides. Now, now I'm not gonna sit back and say I don't think any reading passion was complaining. I think it's more that I think the bottom line is they are both frustrated. Because the if you think about it, the offense has not really clicked like it has in, year, in years past. It has not done so. Now, honestly, the funny thing about it is the defense has actually played, has played the best ball has played in several years for the Chiefs. And that's, that's, that's kind of the hard thing to think. This year, it's like the defense has kind of stepped up more than the offense. And that's kind of, that's kind of a hard thing to say. But again, with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, I can't put the full blame on, on, on them really in general. Now, it seems like man, it seems like they have they have found a little bit of a learning game in Isaac Pacheco. Okay, they seem to have found a learning game. The biggest problem is has been guess what? The number one receiving spot, and that's that's been the issue the whole time. Now I know you can say, well, wait a minute, didn't they win the Super Bowl last year without a number one receiver? Yes, they did. Granted, so Travis Kelsey, but that's you know. But again, they didn't have a number one receiver last year, and their receiving core. At least, I mean, at least they had like a Juju Schuster last year. At least they had him last year. And Juju put some pretty solid in for him last year. And he was supposed to be that number one receiver. Now, Juju has since gone to New England. And Juju really has been, as you see, has been kind of like a Bermuda Triangle. But again, any receiver that goes to New England seems to find themselves in a Bermuda Triangle anyway. But, but again, they have drafted the last couple of years receivers. They're trying to find a number receiver to take the place of the one Tyreek Hill. And Tyreek Hill's it's hard to replace 
That's how you hear. It's hard to. They've been trying to. Now, again, maybe they found a, a future that we're seeing Sharp and Rashard White, who has, who in the last several weeks has kind of picked up his game, and it seems like Mahomes has had some confidence in him. Now, Patrick's come out and said that he, I think he filled up the receivers for the most drop balls in the league this year, I'm not mistaken. Now, if you're Patrick Mahomes and you're Andy Reid, it's got to be the most frustrating thing. Yes, you got Travis Kelsey, but who else can you rely on to step up? And to me, there has come a point in time where, you know, where people in this league will say, you know what, if we got like triple cover freaking, you know, freaking Travis Kelsey, let's go do that. If Rashard White, or Rice, excuse me, or Tony, or Marcus L. Scanlon, or Justin Watson, or Scott Moore, if they can beat us, so be it. They deserve a minute. But that's been the biggest thing for the Chiefs, for the Chiefs is, again, the offense has not produced as much as it has in the past. And again, again, it's, again, it's that they don't have the number one receiver. And eventually, it's, it's not a surprise. Eventually, it got out. You got out last year, but then you had you had Juju, and Juju stepped in. It okay job for the University of Kansas City. But again, you lost Juju. You lost was was hard of it. You brought Hardman back, but he hasn't done much. He really hasn't done much for you at all. And again, that becomes and again. Eventually, it's going to catch. Eventually, I thought this number one, not having number receivers, going to catch up to Kansas City, and it has. Now, maybe, maybe, as the season continues to progress and get into the playoffs, maybe Rice can be the number one receiver. Maybe he can be that guy that Patrick Mahomes can rely on, along with Travis Kelsey. Now, Pacheco, Pacheco gets back on the field, and you have a running game to work with. But again, the offense to me is not as, let's say, as potent. As it has been in the past, and that's a big that's a big issue with, with you know with the Chiefs. The defense, the defense has played better than it has the last several years. But again, it's the number one receiving. That's the biggest issue. That's to me the biggest issue. Now, I know some people could say for many many years the New England Patriots didn't have a number one receiver. Grant had Randy Moss one year, and they got the Super Bowl from Randy Moss, and they almost had a perfect season with Randy Moss as the number one receiver. You can make that, and that's the case today. But if you think about it, a lot of years, they didn't have a number one receiver. And again, the, again, the Chiefs are trying to find the Super Patriots, okay. If Tom Brady can do it all this year without the number one receiver, then we can do it without the number one receiver. But again, eventually it catches up to you. If you look at, if you look at the team trying to win, think about it. The Vikings got Justin Jefferson. You know what? The Bengals have to more chase. The Cowboys got CeeDee Lamb. Jim Hurts got, has got, um, got A.J. Brown. Justin Herbert had Keenan Allen. I mean, yeah, I mean, just a few, just a few, I mean, just a few out there. I mean, I mean Brock Purdy, at least he has Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel. I don't like consider them both number one receivers, but they're better than what Kansas City's got. All right. I mean, at least Baker Mayfield, at least Baker Mayfield has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. At least he's got those. But the Mahomes don't have that. And again, I've always been surprised that they didn't go after Chase DeAndre Hopkins that much. Because DeAndre, it's like, it's like DeAndre has kind of excelled under Will Levis. Hopkins played well under a rookie quarterback. Now, can you imagine that Hopkins went to Kansas City 
and play Patrick Mahomes, but that could have done for Kansas City. Kansas City didn't pursue that, and that became a issue. I mean, Josh Allen's got Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs has taken Josh Allen's game up that much more since he got there. Josh Allen didn't have no receiver, along here Stephon Diggs, and Diggs helped take Josh Allen's game up that much, that much more. And again, you look at Tua, he, had Jay, he, he didn't have a Jalen Waddle, Waddell, he didn't have a model, but then again, he brought Tyree Kill in, bam, offense really took off. So the bottom line is, Chiefs do need a number one receiver. As much as they might not need to make, they need a number one receiver. Patrick Mahomes needs a number one receiver. Now, again, again, look at this way. Now, as far as this, the Chiefs could go out and say, you know, to me, what the Chiefs could do in the offseason, there's a guy out there that could be out there that has came with the number one receiver, T. Higgins. Think about it. You think about it. What if Patrick Mahomes, you know, Andy Reid, look around and say, you know what? You know what? The Chiefs have been, you know what? The Bengals have been a pain in our butts the last, yeah, the last few years. What if we get, yeah, what if we go and get T. Higgins from him? Yeah, and really stick it to him. Again, I'll put it out there. Can you imagine T. Higgins play with Patrick Mahomes? I mean, Higgins would be the number one receiver. He would be number two. He'd be number one. And T, if you say he for a full season, is certainly a 1,000, 11, 11, 1,200 yard receiver in this league. He certainly is. You can imagine if he went to Kansas City and played with Mahomes, yeah, his game would probably go up even a little bit more. Again, for Kansas City fans and for management, put that out there. Yes, I'm sure T would come with a price tag, absolutely. But you gotta get your boy, you gotta get your boy Mahomes somewhere. I mean, I can imagine if you had, maybe if you had Higgins and Rice. You brought Higgins in, you put him in Rice. Higgins maybe your number one. Rice becomes your number two. Okay, maybe you got Kelsey for another year. Okay, let's say you got that. Okay. You know, but again, it's something to work with. Now, I think the biggest problem is, because to me, it's frustration. If, if you're Andy Reid and you're Patrick Mahomes, if he's dropping the passes, that's taking it, that's just taking it over the top. They might not come out and publicly admit but I, yeah, but if you're Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and you get behind closed doors, you gotta say, you gotta say, Patrick got to Andy, man, these guys are just dropping passes right left. What can I do? What can we do? And they had an opportunity. They could have got Hopkins, put Hopkins with Mahomes. You would take a pressure off Travis Kelsey easily. But again, you look at what they've got. Defensively, Kansas is playing better, but it's the offense. And it's the lack of a number one receiver has been the biggest issue for them this year. It didn't affect them this last year, but it's come back to bite them in the butt this year. And that's something that's going to, that's, that's something that's going to keep Kansas City. To me, guys, I don't think Kansas City makes the makes the Super Bowl. They'll make the playoffs. Yes, I don't think they'll make the Super Bowl. Though. I don't think so. To me, Miami might have Miami. Miami might be better than Kansas City this year. Buffalo, yeah, Buffalo makes the playoffs. Could have been on Buffalo Kansas City matchup. It's possible. At least Josh Allen has to find the big score for it. Yeah, again, with the Ravens. Now, Ravens, I think the Ravens have a chance to be Kansas City. 
Now, I don't, I don't give Cleveland and Pittsburgh much, much credit if they were to make the playoffs. Now, again, if you look, I mean, what about Jacksonville? I mean, Jacksonville's had at least a Calvin Ridley. But, again, can Jacksonville be Kansas City? That might be a kind of a, a situation. You look at Denver. Well, you know, at least Russell's in the court and something in Jerry, in, you know, Jerry Judy. At least he has that to work with. Which Kansas City got to work with. I mean, Denver, Denver, I think, has a chance to be Kansas City. And that's something in the next season I don't think I would have said. But I'm going to make a bold statement. i got to be honest with you. I just don't think Kansas City is going to have what it takes to reach the Super Bowl. I just don't think they'll reach the Super Bowl this year. Could they reach the AC Championship game? I'm not going to deny they can, but I think the biggest problem is, is deep down inside, I just don't think Kansas City is going to reach the Super Bowl because of what they should have taken care of in the offseason. Number one receiver. And all these drop balls is now coming back to haunt the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, for the New York Jets fans, it's kind of ironic as the the New York Jets put up 30 points. And no, that's 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 not a um, that's not a, I'm not making this up. They put up 30 points on the Houston Texans and won 30 to six. Zach Wilson, of all people, threw for 300 yards. Yes, that Zach Wilson, and I believe a couple of touchdowns. Yes, I think he had a few rushing yards, you know, thrown in. And again, yes, I'll repeat it. Zach Wilson did all that last week. This, you know, this last week, or this past Sunday, I should have said. And actually, you know, Bryce Hall pitched in. I think he had a receiving touchdown. The running, his running total might not have been the best in the world, but he did, you know, but he had a lot more. But he pitched in for the passing game. Garrett Wilson got over 100 yards. So Hall and Wilson were actually, actually really benefited a lot this past week. But it was Zach Wilson that actually had, 100, or had 300 yards, a couple touchdowns, made one with Zach Wilson as a quarterback. Now, I'm sure the New York faithful, when they drafted when Zach Wilson got drafted a few years ago, they thought, okay, that's Zach Wilson that we thought we were, that we were going to get. And Zach turned to lose. Zach with 300 yards, some rushing totals, got some decent rushing totals, threw a couple touchdowns. And again, that was Zach Wilson that we thought. Again, Everybody thought that Zach Wilson would have been maybe like Josh Allen. People thought that he could be like that type of guy. And again, the Jets got that finally. It took it took about three or four years to get that one game out of Zach Wilson. Now, you have to wonder, again, I don't think Zach's going to be on the Jets next year anyway, but it's interesting to see moving forward, at least for us this year, can Zach, can Zach Wilson be that guy for the rest of the year? Can Zach do something like that for the rest of the year? Now, if that happens to be the case for the, for the Jets, the Jets have got something. Now, again, again, I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be back this year. I mean, Aaron, I think, is throwing that practice. But again, the point being, I don't think, again, I think it's a little too late for the Jets, and it's, it's a little too late for them to make any noise in the playoffs. But you got to admit, with Zach Wilson, that is what they that is what they expected when they drafted him, yeah. But again, yeah, again for Zach, whether it's a coming out party or not for him remains to be seen. But you know, but again, 
percent. It does put a game on it, but I give it this much. It does put at least one game where you put your tape up, and another NFL team looked at it and said, "Man, that's yeah, that's that's the kid. That that's the kid that came out of BYU that we thought he could be in this league. Yeah, that's the guy we thought he could do. We thought he could be a throw a three hundred and a couple touchdowns, maybe maybe add a rushing touchdown in there. Yeah, yeah, he's a guy." He's what should have been with Jalen Hurts should have been, or Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah. That's the type of guy that we thought he could be in this league. The Jets couldn't get it out of him. Maybe, maybe we, maybe we didn't gamble on him. Maybe we can get that out of him. But yeah, again, that's it's pure speculation. But you know, but for Zach, he might not be a team. I don't think he'll be back with the Jets next year. Because Aaron, even at four years old, is going to be the one who's going to start going back next year. I don't see Zach. Returning to the Jets, he's going to be a free agent, but he didn't, you know, redo his contract. Again, it kind of makes an interesting thought. Where would Zach go? You'd have to have a team that would have his skill set. I've always said the Jets would be his skill set, not the Jets, but the 49ers. Ranch got Sam Donald. I get it. But again, Zach is younger. And can you imagine these work with can Kyle Shanahan work wonders, wonders with him? Yeah, again, you put it out there. I'll put it out there. You know, the Eagles is crazy, it sounds. Mark Mariota, I mean, Marcus Mariota's probably got a one-year deal. What if brought in Zach Wilson to back up Jalen Hurts? You know, again, again, maybe Zach says, you know what, I want a Super Bowl ring. I'll go to the, I know, I'll go to the Eagles. Again, I'll put it out there. Skill set. I mean, those two teams I'll put out, I'll put out there right now. I'm sure. I'm sure there's others. I'm sure there's other teams out, you know, out there that would take a chance, maybe take a um, chance on him. A, a weird, you know, weird possibility. I'm not saying it's a stark one. What about the Atlanta Falcons? Now, hear me on this one. Again, skill set. Think about it. You got Bajie Robinson. You got Kyle Hadjir. You do have a London, a Drake London, and a Kyle Pitts. Yeah, you do have something there to work with. But can you imagine? But again. Again, I guess you take you can take Reader, Ritter, or do you Reader, or do you take Zach Wilson? Now, assuming Arthur Smith is still there, Wilson can run his can run his system maybe better than Reader. Now, I think Desmond's a better throw the football, but again, I'll say this. Again, we're talking skill set. But again, that game that he had this past week, that certainly put Zach Wilson. He might not do it at the Jets next season, but again, Zach can put that tape. There is, you know, or is Agent say, okay, here's 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 what Zach is capable of doing. But again, a lot of NFL teams says, well, why did it take you that one game? Why did it take you all those take you almost five years to get that game that one game out of him? And that's really the biggest thing because the Jets defense has been stellar this year, but it's the offense again has been the biggest problem. Hall again, Wilson Hall and Garrett Wilson. That's what the, that is what the that is what the Jets were looking for as their future on the offense moving forward. That's what they wanted, but they could not. Yeah, but they could not get that. And that and that was that was the problem. That's why they had to go ahead and get Aaron Rodgers. We had some young weapons, but the one guy that was a young weapon, Zach Wilson, couldn't do that job. Couldn't do it. That's why you get a four-year-old Aaron Rodgers to come in and try to get your team to the next level. Because Zach. That one game might have given some teams some tape. 
and some hope. That's all I have time for this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Please take care of yourselves, and I will see you again very soon.